What's good? Thank you guys for joining me. My name's Johan Francis, and welcome to my show, Ego Killer. It's here on this show that we're going to talk about all the moves you need to make inside the gym so you can literally move better outside in life. Inside the gym is where we test our limits and our capacity to perform so that we can apply it outside in life. This is the lab, right? That's what the gym is. It's kind of like the lab. Um, And the gym doesn't have to be the place where there is leg press and lat pull downs, right? Could be your garage, right? Could be somewhere where there's just enough for you to get a sweat. Could be a room in your house. It's the space where you test your physical limits and you respond in kind. That's your gym, right? That's your lab, the lab for your body. However, you got to fuel yourself, right? You got to fuel yourself. You have to make sure that you're eating. And I'd love to say eating correctly. But that's almost a like a almost a, a fantasy eating correctly, right? That means nothing. You want to make sure that you're eating. It's pretty simple. And in America, fortunately, most of us, overwhelming majority of us don't have a problem just eating. But when we have certain types of goals, strength goals, and other ones, not only should we be eating, but we should also be eating in a way that fuels those goals. Or else we're going to underperform. Alright? So it's so easy to just eat. That's the problem, actually. The problem is it's so easy to get whatever you want and throw it in your mouth, stuff your face, and walk out the other side and be able to do the thing that you got to do, whether it's work, you got home duties. You just stuff your face really easily. All right, that's the truth of our day and age. You go out and get whatever you want. In fact, you could have someone whose name you can't even pronounce, bring it to your front door, knock on it, give you an insouciant look, and then just chuck up the deuces. Now you have food in your hand. You didn't even exchange currency. All of that stuff has led to a whole other set of problems. Convenience food is the American diet today, right? We all know this. This isn't. You know, this isn't hyperbole and it's not even something, we're all aware of it. So I'm not even going to get into that. But what I am going to talk about is more about the messaging that we do receive. So look, it's like this. Me personally, and probably most of you, you got a relationship with the with um, fast food, alright? Got a relationship with fast food because it was the first type of convenience food ever. It was made for convenience. So if you're like me, you have a love-hate relationship with a lot of fast food. You love it because it tastes good. You love it because it's easy. It's super satisfying. I've had people train with me, right? Train with me for an hour. Put their body in just foreign positions to get stronger. Leave and get caught going out to buy quarter pounders from the arches. I've had that happen. Maybe you guys do this too all the time, right? We all have a love-hate relationship because we need to stay energized. We need to stay fueled. We have a love-hate relationship with the fast food. For a lot of us, it's really easy to stay away. But I know for me, to this day, I still have a push-pull going on with it. When I was a kid, I I remember being treated by the arches. Pull out the pickle from the hamburger with the white wrapper and just destroy that thing. I'd inhale it. Love those hamburgers, right? As I get older, 
you add in the fries. Loved it. When I was a kid, you could supersize your whole steez. Now, remember, the Arches did an amazing thing, right? They're able to sell pizza. They sold at one point, you know, they sell rib sandwiches and fish sandwiches that you wonder, you know, fish, really? The Arches sells everything, right? You go to Europe, apparently you could get a beer. You probably get like a mochi meal in Japan if you go to the Arches over there. Well, in my city, they sold soup. So when I was a teenager and I was playing football a lot, man, I was hungry. And some days I'd ask my mom, let's ride out to the Arches. Let me get that number two. Supersized. <laughs> All right. And then get a cup of soup. And I would leave nothing but residue. I would destroy. I would wait until I was ravenous. Ask my mom to take me to McDonald's. She'd comply. Because this is so embedded in our culture to just go out and grab that real fast. I'd wait until I was ravenous and just, like I was angry at it, I would tear through the entire meal. As I get older, learning more about me. Now, here's the thing. When I got older, okay, your man's wasn't the cleanest in terms. I, like, I kept my body really clean, but my room kind of a train wreck, right? My car, nah. I mean, there's ash everywhere. There's, there's, you know, just I didn't keep it clean. You know what I mean? Very good. The important part was my my temple was good, but the the um the temple grounds maybe weren't as clean. So my car, I bought it. Um, I remember I ate some food one day, right? And uh, or maybe it was me and my crew. And I put a cheeseburger, I mean, the, the arches, I went to the arches, got a cheeseburger, and I was done eating it, and I put it in a wrapper. And the wrapper got lost, right, in the car. I didn't know. I didn't just throw it on the ground, but I didn't know it was there. And anyway, probably months go by, and I'm realizing, maybe a month, and I'm realizing, like, as I'm cleaning my car, I haven't had, I didn't eat at the arches in a long, long time. What's this? And I rip it open. And there it is, like it's been preserved in fucking amber, right? And Dr. Hammond is going to come <laughs> looking for Velociraptor DNA. Here is the piece of a cheeseburger that I had eaten, just looking like wax. Like it's a wax. And I'm like, huh, this is still here. It hasn't decomposed. It didn't stink. It didn't alert me. <laughs> it's just sitting here still. Get older still, and, I and I've... You know, I watched some videos and I realized microbes, viruses, and mold. <laughs> mold won't even <laughs> digest the foreign food stuff that is the arches. I don't know if it's like this with all fast food, but the arches definitely has that unique distinction. And so I decided, as much as it has become a part of your, my, his, her, childhood eating convenience American diet culture... Probably we got to lean left, right? Lean away from eating more of the arches because the microbes don't even like this stuff. And everybody's clear on that these days. I mean, say what you want about how this stuff is made. You know, that whole pink sludge thing is kind of a exaggeration. That was all hyperbole. But the real talk is this is probably a lot of freeze-dried food that's coming from, you know, wherever it's coming from. And it's barely edible is barely food 
And on a side note, um, you know, the, the idea that there is a problem with world hunger or even let's say national hunger, but we can recreate fast food so easily. So um, those two things don't match up. Let me put it that way. All right. Anyway, that's the relationship we have with the arches. So now today I barely go, but it's funny that I go at all (laughs) knowing what I know. Why do I still go? Because the messaging was there from day one, from day one. So I want you guys to start considering where you get your messaging from. You ever go on YouTube and see that man, Kelly Muscle? The man eats fast food, right? Like it's like it's about to be made prohibition illegal. Maybe not so much anymore, but when he was bodybuilding. Because it's a ton of calories, which is actually what you need to build muscle. Make no mistake, folks. That's what you need. But... The man used to eat all this fast food. I used to eat a lot of fast food. A lot of us used to do it. And you think about, like, who are these folks marketing to? Why is it so ingrained in you? Why is it so ingrained in me? Who are they really, really getting to pull up at that drive-thru? Right? Not saying who works there. Right? That's less of a question. Who are they getting to pull up at that drive-thru? Right? Who are they naming all of these meals after and getting to pull up at the drive-thru? It's because we not only value convenience over culinary, which is an idea that we want to kind of get away from, but why are the arches so comforting, more so than comfort food? Instead of listening to auntie, to uncle, about what to eat in the pinch real quick, we listen to people we don't even know. Maybe it's marketing. Right? Well, recently, for me personally, I learned that King Push might have a little to do with this. Now, here's why. All right? Here's why. (laughs) I learned recently that Pusha T wrote the jingle that's used in a lot of these McDonald's commercials. And um, to the latter, Arby's commercials. To which he created a diss track. Which makes me think. That's why all these McDonald's commercials were targeted towards black and minorities. All these years. I have mental data points going back probably about 5-6 years. When I had more free time to spend at home in the middle of the day. Starting my own business. And I'd see a lot of these McDonald's commercials. That was back when we actually had regular TV and not subscription TV. And I noticed that all these commercials were marketed towards black and minorities mostly. In other words, the people that they were showing in the commercials were black and minority. They were doing things that appealed to certain cultures. Even a subset of that culture. Inside of the commercials. And so you got the idea that, oh, this is quick, convenient food. Food that we consume. Meanwhile, the microbes won't even go near it. So... Is it because of Pusha T? It's an interesting connection because at the end of the day, McDonald's found a way to embed itself within the culture. I only got familiar with Pusha T in the last like five years. And he's brilliant. He's brilliant. For what he does provide to rap, he's 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 a great artist. And he doesn't make any like 
He doesn't go halfway on what he raps about. You gotta love that. It's plain as day. And it's about as skill-worthy as you can get when it comes to making any type of art. He's up there. He's one of the best. But do I have him to blame for my love-hate relationship? Do you? Who told you guys to eat the way you do? Because remember, when our parents were kids, they didn't have so much of the messaging. So when we were younger, we were asked or told to go get something to eat. The first thing that popped into our parents' mind for us to eat wasn't just the arches. Convenience kind of took over where culinary should have been supplanted. Convenience took over for comfort, and convenience became comfort. So let's find a solution. We got to get back to comfort. We got to get back to comfort. All right. So convenience is great. One of the things is food deserts, right? There are parts where you can drive through in any type of neighborhood where there's not a lot of options for food, right? It's usually prefaced by the east, east blank city, right? Over there, you got your food deserts. A lot of those food deserts, well, the arches are going to be kind of off the beaten path, but glowing in the background of those food deserts and these are places where you can't find a lot of healthy options at all but you will find a few options which are the highest amount of calories with the lowest amount of price and guess what they're probably the highest concentration of free radical creating substances you could find you know what i mean and that's the truth about it it's kind of tragic that those food deserts weren't better inhabited by people who can make better food at a lower cost, right? In other words, the food maybe would get less of a markup and the, you know, maybe abuela or auntie would make more of a profit, less of a profit than say, you know, the arches does in their food, but the food would be healing the community more so than these other places inside the food desert. In other words, what if the food desert had like a mom and pop shop everywhere where there was neon? Then it would be comfort and convenience. So for now, one of the solutions is we got to get ourselves back to comfort over convenience. The next solution I'm going to offer you guys three is to create food. Like cook for yourself. Be your own source of food. Now we have to source a lot of that from supermarkets. But then after that, take full control of the cooking process, of the preparation process as much as you can once you get raw ingredients. And that does take more time. It does take a little bit of planning. But creating the food, the eating chain is where you got to be, right? Not the supply chain, but that actual eating chain, getting it onto your plate. How much of this? What is it paired with? Be that for yourself. And remember to eat casually too. Eat casually. Don't always eat for convenience. Eliminate the time crunch inside your eating. So getting back to eating comfort and over convenience, casually instead of convenience, and creating your own eating chain. Those are the ways that we can get back to eating for culinary purposes. Right? Because no one said we didn't have to. And... Now we can start to think about who told you to eat that, all right? 
All right, you guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Let me know how it works out. If you enjoyed the episode, go to Apple Podcasts and rate it. If you do five stars, I'll send you a free gift, I promise. And until the next time, you guys, stay up. <laughs>